Hi, this is Gary Rogowski for Splinters. Today's podcast is one I call Nuts and Bolts. Nuts and Bolts. The nuts and bolts of things are what hold everything together. This hardware, this keeps our stuff, our machines, our devices held tight. Think about all the stuff that we rely on, little nuts and bolts and screws to hold tight, the threads and heads, the surfaces, planes and angles that keep our world from falling apart, from shaking asunder, from vibrating loose. Iron, steel, brass threads, sometimes plastic threads, made of inclined planes and wedges that tighten up with purpose. But then they seem to loosen for no good reason. These bolts and nuts that make together like pepper and salt, like crackers and cheese, like a summer tonic and vodka. Nuts and bolts hold our center inside us together, too. These underpinnings, our beliefs, are what get us up each day to proclaim with our efforts, yep, life is still worth living, gonna get up and give it another shot. It is still worth it to get to a bench. I'm gonna try again to make something of myself. And the work that we do some days at this bench... When we get down to the heart of the matter, this work can be hard to do. It requires fortitude because we have to face heartbreak and failure, and some days just plain stupidity. Why did I just do that, I ask myself aloud. Why did I just poke myself in the side or get that splinter by reaching in without thinking? Why did I just make that cut there? I didn't want that cut there. What was I thinking? And myself... Myself has no reasonable answer to this question. Because I made a mistake, I squeak out. Oh, sometimes that's not good enough. Now I have to fix this. Whatever it is, mumble, grumble. But we have to face this constant failure, this heartbreak. And a two-day job, on the face of it, just two days to build these doors gets stretched out into four because the flow in the shop can get impeded. Uh, My mood when I walk in, I'm not ready to build just right after lunch. I'm tentative. I'm not sure I'm doing the right thing. Uh, My brain is slow. I want to nap instead. Where'd I put my ruler? Where's that stick? Where'd I put my brain? Two days. Four days go by fast, and you're still just getting ready to begin this work. Flow in the shop is so important, and it gets roadblocked in so many simple ways. But it is also this flow, the reason that we do this stuff. Because even though it's hard work, even though it is difficult and challenging and there are constant hurdles we have to overcome, when we get that flow, when we get that feeling, there's nothing else like it when everything is working right. It's hard work because it's something that takes skills that I'm still trying to improve each time I do the job. This stuff at the bench is not something that you can learn over one weekend. Once you get started, once you walk through the door of this craft, this world opens up into a very, very large place. I'm going to tell you a little story. I was taking a tour of Pacific Heights in San Francisco. I was dating a gal down there, and she was working during the day, and I decided to take a walk. And uh, just do some sketching, you know, look at the architecture, do some sketching. Now, to be clear, Pacific Heights is a pretty grand neighborhood perched on top of a hill, looking out over the San Francisco Bay and the Golden Gate Bridge. That's not where I was staying, but I could walk to this place and take a tour. I was walking along the top of this hill, 
And uh, as I was stopped in front of this one house sketching something, I, I saw a gentleman next door talking with someone, and he walked over to me then, and he said, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm, I'm sketching your house. And he said, well, wh- why are you doing that? And I said, well, I'm a, I'm a furniture maker, and I'm looking for ideas, and I thought the architecture was interesting. And he said, oh, furniture, you like furniture? And I said, yeah, I, I do. He said, well, why don't you come on in? He said, my wife's in the hospital, so there's no one here. Why don't you come in? I'll show you some furniture. And I thought, oh, geez, here's this poor lonely guy, and his wife is ill, and he's feeling kind of lonely, and I don't really want to get wrapped into something, but all right, I'll go into his house. We went inside and uh, turned to the left, and there was a desk with a door that was half off its hinges. Not great. It was all right. I was polite. And we walked into another room and looked at some other stuff and some artwork, and it was okay. And we moved to the back of the house and went into this dining room. And there was a nice mahogany dining room table, eight chairs, nice, nothing fancy, sort of Georgian, like his house. And nice enough, and I was polite enough, saying, well, well, yeah, this is nice. And there was a sideboard to match. And yes, this is, this is nice stuff. I, was, I wasn't effusive. I wasn't lying either. I just said, yeah, it's nice. It's nice stuff. And there was a door at the back of this room, a very inconspicuous door, narrow door at the back of this room. And he said, well, why don't you follow me in here? And I, I had no fears or tremors or anything. I didn't, the hair didn't stand up on the back of my neck. I, you know, it was a nice man and he was showing me around his house. We were having a conversation about, vaguely about design. And he opened this door up and I walked into this room and I was standing at the top of a stairway looking down into a library that he had bought from some chateau in France and had brought to San Francisco and put onto the back of his house. Now, he explained all this to me later, but I was stunned. And from where I stood up at the top of the stairs, I could look through the windows of this library and, and see the bay and the Golden Gate Bridge and this incredible woodwork. My jaw dropped to the ground. I could not believe what I was seeing. And we walked down the stairs, and he gave me a tour, and I looked at all the woodwork and the paneling, and I didn't take the secret passage back into the kitchen, but he told me there was one, and I believed him. I uh, took a couple of really bad photos, just tried to understand what had just happened. I had walked in t- through a very small door into a world, a completely different world. Now, this gentleman was the head of surgery at Stanford University, so he He made a little bank, I guess. He had this vision of putting this library onto the back of his house, and he did it, and he let me see it, and I was so grateful for this discovery, and it was just this nondescript door. It didn't look like anything, and that is so very much like what we face when we first discover this woodworking. We go, oh, well, this probably isn't much. This is a pretty ordinary Georgian house, nothing fancy about it. This is pretty pretty simple stuff. It's just woodworking. <laughs>
And we go down on one knee to look through the keyhole to peer inside at this craft and go, oh, yeah, you need some tools. You need a little shop and maybe a bench and some seat clamps maybe. And it all seems pretty small, but it's our point of view that is small. Not what's on the other side of the door. It's our point of view. It's what we can see through that keyhole that is tiny. We can't see it all from where we kneel because we're kneeling there in ignorance. We don't know what we're seeing just yet. Our vision has blinders on it simply because of how we make our first encounter with this craft. But once inside that door, the further in you get, the more you realize what a big world it is. And then, depending on our sense of pride or self-image, after a period of time, maybe it's a year or two or more, we may say to ourselves or even out loud to someone else, yeah, I know this stuff now. I've spent two months doing it. I know what's going on. Hitch up those big boy britches of yours and wipe my nose with the back of my hand. Yep, yep, I know this stuff. You open up that door and all of a sudden you see what a large room you've stepped into. And if you spend some time there, you realize what a majesty of place, what a pantheon of knowledge resides there. It is humbling finally to realize this. It takes time. The person who stuck his eyeball in that keyhole really had no idea where or what he was stepping into. I didn't when I first started. But once inside the door, once you start to learn, you understand that education is boundless and one sits back properly put in one's place. It's a wow moment when you realize there is so much to this. But this place, that is hard to be in, understanding how much more there is to, to understand is similar to the place we were at in the midst of this pandemic because everyone feels lonely, even if you have people around you. Everyone's depressed. There is no roar of the grease paint or smell of the crowd. There is no crowd. And we miss bustle and hustle and fighting our way across the sidewalk when the light changes. People, we miss hugging. We miss stuff we never thought we would miss in our lifetime, like baseball. Well, some of you. Swimming pools, taking a swig from someone else's bottle of beer. We all had no idea when this thing started what it was going to be like. We had this little tiny view of it, and it was going to be over soon. Or, Well, we didn't know. But illness and the potential of dying changes our landscape and our thoughtscape. The place where we live in our dreams. And if your dreams haven't been weirder lately, then I suspect you don't remember them. Mine have been off the charts weird. So, you are not alone feeling depressed by all this sorrow and animosity towards science and peace and forgiveness. You are not alone in feeling alone, not sure of what is right, even though you may be doing everything right. There is so little information we can hang on to. Here's my advice. This is my advice to myself. Get your nuts and bolts straight and lined up and tightened. Don't get distracted by another job twiddling its fingers at you. Go straight for what you started for. I can't tell you how many times I walked away from my bench, headed to the office, got there and said, why am I here? Because I've let all this other stuff just distract me on my way there. Instead of just staying focused. Distraction is your enemy these days because we don't want to think about how truly scary the world is becoming. That's, that's how it is for me, at least. And in Portland these days, it's a grim little, it's a grim little spot. 
Nobody's in control. That makes it tough. It makes it a, a grim place to be. The evidence is everywhere. So you have to pick your battles. You have to decide what it is you want and then focus on the job until you get there. And I think that's good advice for everyone. What, what is it you really want? And how do I get there? It won't look exactly as you planned it, but it might be close. And it'll be a far sight closer, since it's actually complete, than if you sat for another day and stared out the window, wondering why another screw seems loose. Screws loosen up. Try and stay focused. That's my advice. Try and stay focused. And that's good advice for me. So thank you for uh, letting me talk to myself about this issue in front of you. I appreciate this, uh, <laughs> this time that you have allowed me. Let me, in closing, point out that we are doing our best to survive this pandemic, this uh, whirlwind, this tidal wave of, what is it? Uh, it's just this, the strangest of times. We're doing our best to survive during this, during this time. And so we are working hard to get our online program running, the online mastery program. We have deadline coming up, uh, end of September, for applications to the online mastery program. Two-year program with the full curriculum that I have used the past 20 years for my local program and my distance program and my resident program. It'll all be done online, and I hope you'll ask for information on it and check it out because I'd like to get a, a good group and keep moving forward. There's a lot to learn. There is a ton of stuff to learn. Open yourself up to the possibilities. Open up your curiosity. It will help keep you focused. Thanks very much for listening. This has been Gary Rogowski for Splinters. Check out our website, northwestwoodworking.com. Buy me a coffee on coffee. And um, hang in there. Do your best. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.